everybody. Welcome to Best Friends Club. I'm Renee. I'm Ashley. And this is season 10, episode 14, the one with Princess Consuela. Princess Consuela, banana hammock. Banana hammock. <laughs> it's a funny word. <laughs> um, so uh, last time we were talking about French. Oh. This time we are we. not. We. We're not directly talking about Spanish, but I feel like Princess Consuela must be Spanish, right? Sí. Claro que sí. Sí. Claro que sí. <laughs> Good job. Um, uh, so I want to start by talking about Monica and Chandler taking Joey to their house. Okay. Um, they are like okay well actually we should start with how this opens (laughs) so um mike and phoebe are over at chandler and monica's for dinner and they're like oh you know we never have married couples over this is so fun and then ross and rachel storming sequentially just storming which i mean that's just how these people have set up their lives People are just busting it at any point. You can't be too surprised. You know what I mean? Like, if people are walking into your house all the time, why would they stop walking in now? You know? 10 years That's down That's a good road. point. They've set the precedent. They've set the precedent, yeah. And it's like everybody does it. So they do it to everyone's house. The only person's house they knock out is Ross's, maybe Phoebe's. But I guess because they're not right across the hall. Just thought about that. Um, but Ross is like, the best thing happened at work. I and met with the 10-year board and it's looking good. And then Rachel comes in and says she got called by a headhunter and has a meeting with Gucky. <laughs> um, Gucci wants me. And so they're both really excited and that's great for them. Um, but I want to stick a pin well, in all of that. Well, and oh, sorry, and just ahead. to that point, and to your point before, it's not the barging in that's the problem. It's the Ooh, Italian sitting down and joining <laughs> people for dinner when you weren't invited. <laughs> but I also feel like that precedent has been set. That's true. I guess it's not like two random people. It's Phoebe and Mike, which I know that right. like they're doing coupley stuff. But right. Like, it's still your best friends. Right. Right. It's not like some special secret dinner. Right. True. Um, so I want to put a pin in everybody's um, everybody's career updates um, and talking about how much Ross is going to get laid <coughs> now. Oh Good for you, Thank Dr. You, Geller. Ross. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Um, so... Chandler is trying to lure Joey into coming to the new house, being really casual, like, well, we've got, you know, we just got a couple things we have to check out. Um, Why don't you come check it out? You're the only one who hasn't seen it. And they're trying to talk him into, like, oh, it's close to the city, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, he's like, you know, okay, I'll find, I'll be supportive. So they go up to the house and he is bringing up all the stuff well I hope you like fungus I love that 
It's yep, dark in here. I can't even filled see. With it. <laughs> Hope you like see. fungus. Place is full of it. Um, and they're like, yeah, we have an inspection. Um, we don't need your expert opinion. <laughs> um, it's like, well, then how come my throat is scratchy and my eyes are red? Like, yeah. Because you hung your head out of the window like a dog. But I love the, the part when right. <laughs> Did you hit your head on a mailbox? Maybe. Maybe. I love where he's like, fine. If you love it so much, you should just live here, okay? And, you know, internally they're probably like, um, okay. Hope you just get used to that weird humming sound. Hmm. <laughs> Joey, we know that too. No, it's not. <laughs> so he is just like wandering this house, apparently, and um, is in a child's bedroom. and weird said child walks in and i'm like okay first of all okay so i'm gonna ask a question but this question uh, may not really be a question to ask you because you bought the house you were already living in yes so i feel like your home buying process is not the typical home buying process but when we bought a house, we did not just get to go see it whenever we wanted to before we closed. We went oh, to no. look at it for like a viewing to decide if we wanted to put in an offer. And then we went for the inspection and that's it. <laughs> then you don't just get to go, like, go hang out in your house all the time <laughs> until you no. own it. Um, we did have a couple houses that we so there was one house that we were pretty close to buying at auction um and our agent was like oh she was like you guys are the most serious buyers for this house Mm -hmm. so like you're she was she was like you're gonna you're probably gonna be really happy on auction day basically um and kind of made it sound like we were the go, which now we're like, yeah, she probably does that to everybody. So they come in and just keep going higher and higher because they already have their heart set that it's going to be them. So anyway, good tactic. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, same thing. We went and saw it during the open home. We and, you know, that's so quick. And then afterwards we were like, huh, yeah, we actually both really liked the house. So we went back and, you know, and then that's when you start like kind of like turning on the showers, flushing the toilets, flicking the lights and like looking a little bit closer at the windows and the baseboards and like all that type of stuff. Um, and like kind of looking at it with a little bit more of a keen eye. And I think she had said that if we wanted to come see it more, she could make it happen. I, maybe it was um, vacant. And so we probably could right. have found a way to come look at it before we closed which would have been what like a month later or something after auction yeah. two weeks or a month yeah. after auction um we probably could have because i think it was vacant so it wasn't being yeah. actively lived in by dakota fanning right so that's the thing is like sometimes you can get in again but if people are living there until you close you don't just like pop by whenever you want to do a few things at the house when their kid is there i'm so confused by this so when he is just in her room, random guy in your room. Um, and th- thankfully it's Joey, and he is like an eight-year-old. Not and, a creep, you know. I do. My kind stupid of wonder, friends are buying this house. I do kind of wonder if it's like, you know, the owners are like, oh, you know, just call us if you need to come by, you know, before you you close or whatever. Like, just give us a call. 
Although, do they go in? No, they don't go in with the real estate agent. No. They um, don't go in with the real estate agent. That is possible, but I don't think but, that they would but no, want... I w- no, I wasn't thinking Sorry. about that. I was just thinking, like, if somebody bought my current house, yeah, I wouldn't want them dropping by unannounced, but if they were like, oh, hey, we will need to come over and measure something. Oh, hey, we need to come over and look at, you know, confirm a paint sample or whatever. If it was, like, every once in a while, I'd probably be like... Yep, sure. You know, we're going to be in the backyard gardening and then maybe your daughter wanders into her room because she is mad that you're making her move. Like it's not if they just like literally showed up and we're like, we're here, then that would be weird. But I don't think it'd be out of the realm of possibility to swing by once or twice. It's probably not normal, but I guess you could. I just feel like if everybody else has seen this house, they're going there an awful lot. Well, I assumed that everybody else went at the same time. That's probably a good assumption. But yeah, I guess I would be like, if I was going to let someone do that, I'd probably be like, yeah, we're just going to go out for a little bit. And I would want the realtor. There. I don't know. I just feel like that well, is a very We don't really generous... need the realtor anymore if they already bought it, right? I know. But just from like a, this is still my house perspective. Yeah. I don't know. Like having a licensed individual who's like part of the process. Not, I don't know. I mean, I don't think you're going to steal from the people you're buying a house from, but I don't know. I just feel like it's weird that their kid is there. Because they know where to find you. Yeah, Yeah. but I feel like it's like weird that their kid is there. And weirder that Joey is just like like hanging out in their kid's room. (laughs) Yeah, that is all Um, very weird. And, uh, you know, they're having a really mature conversation. I hate my parents. I hate my friends. (laughs) And, uh, you know, basically Joey is trying to Joey is using this eight-year-old as his like therapist and Mackenzie she's very insightful for a little eight-year-old Dakota Fanning yes she is um uh how'd you get so smart I read a lot just when I thought oh yes <laughs> um but basically she's like yeah if it's gonna make your friends happy then you know you gotta let them go right so she gives pretty good advice. I have a and... couple of thoughts. Oh, sorry. About this whole no, that's kind it. of. That's it about yeah. this part. Yeah. Um, I Googled Dakota Fanning because I was like, what's she doing these days? She was such a child actress prodigy. This, I am Sam. She was so good in that. Yeah. Um, and she is, she's 29 now in the year 2023 she's 29 years old which is crazy um her first name is hannah dakota is her middle name um her sister l fanning is also a famous actress her first name is mary l is her middle name so they are both total normie names but then have like i wonder if they actually are their middle names or they just like added those as their stage names to become their middle names um, or maybe they're, I mean, did they always go by Ellen Dakota? Like, I did their didn't parents know them? Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, <laughs> you kind of, either way, yeah. I don't know. Like, was Mary a family name and they named right. her Mary Dakota Mary L or and whatever? They, yeah, yeah. Like, you've got a friend that they do that with their daughter. They call her by her middle name. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, and then I don't know if you noticed this, but. In this, this all the scenes with um, Monica and Chandler at the house, 
Monica is like holding her jacket in front of her stomach and like mm-hmm. the way that she keeps like turning and moving. She's like, I was, I, I just, I didn't Google it first. I just was like noticing it when I was watching it back. And I was like, huh, why is she holding her jacket in front of her stomach? Yep. And I was like, ooh, I bet she was pregnant. Yep. There was even um, in the last episode when she's making the cookies, she has an apron on. And the way it's tied, it's very strategic, but I can just kind of tell, just because Courtney Cox is so tiny, mm-hmm. um, that she has like a little bump. And oh. I'm not in the, I'm not in the uh, practice of like judging people for having any type of stomach. She just didn't have one for the last 10 years. Right. And it's like, clearly she's having a baby now. Um but yeah, that makes sense that she's holding her jacket. There's a couple episodes. I can't remember which one. I feel like they shot them out of order because she looks oh. super duper pregnant. And it's not the last episode. And I can't huh. remember now. Um, well, we'll. But it's where I'm you sure can we'll start to see that. it like in her face and stuff, you know? Ah. Um, Gosh, that's tough when one of your actresses gets like late term pregnancy yeah. Towards is remind me again. I know we've talked about this. Was Lisa Kudrow actually pregnant? She was. She was. But and then she they had to, take to like time off the show. But they were like, that wouldn't make any sense. Let's write it in. But then like it makes more do, sense like, for you to have triplets. They do like stuff like beach ball. Like she's not actually that isn't all her the whole time, right? I'm pretty sure that was all her. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, your belly gets big. (laughs) I feel like she shot up till pretty late term. For some reason, I thought that she like had her babies and then came back and was still pregnant. And but that doesn't really make sense. I. This could be wrong. I believe they shot all of her being pregnant like the second episode of the season while she was pregnant and then they took then they took summer break but the i might be wrong second episode because she has the babies on like the second episode oh right oh, so they did the season. Okay, I, see. I think they shot that all and then took a break because i feel like everybody's so instead hair, of taking everything. the season end break it was mm-hmm. like two episodes in yep okay but i, I don't actually know we will ask Lisa Kudrow when we get her on the show. We will ask her that. Yeah. Okay. That's all I wanted to say. I just could tell that um, Courtney Cox was pregnant and Hannah and Mary Fanning are both still doing things. Is is uh, Hannah Fanning doing anything? Hannah is Dakota. Her. Um, yeah, I feel like I haven't seen her in anything. In I a long think time. she is in a TV series. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I think you said she was like kind of like doing some of her own projects, and so potentially she has like opted to just do stuff she wants to do. But Good I do think her. she's still in the realm. Yeah, I'm not sure. We will ask her okay. when we have her on. When we have. Her. <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like Elle Fanning is like more she's a little more mainstream these days more mainstream yeah the yeah. last thing i saw dakota fanning in was oceans eight. Oh, I, I forgot she was in that yeah wait oh 
I don't think I knew she, she was It's not in a that. big part. It's not a big part. It's like I just watched this on the plane. That's the only reason I even remember. That's when I saw it. Was it on a plane? <laughs> It's a great plane movie. But Anne Hathaway is playing like that actress and they're trying to convince her to like have her dress made by Helena Bonham Carter. But they use Dakota Fanning, another actress, to like make Anne Hathaway want her. They, it's like a setup. So it's not oh, a big part. Oh, that's right. It's not that's a very right. big part. Um, And then Elle Fanning, I, have you ever watched The Great? She plays Catherine no. the Great. It's oh no! It's interesting. It's really pretty good. It's a little. Some of it's a little bit vulgar, but um, it's pretty good. So if you need like okay, it's like historical. I mean, it's obviously historical fiction, but it has a lot of like comedic elements in it. Um, I don't know. It's like a really interesting play on historical fiction. Because it looks like the 1700s, but even like some of the way, some of the jokes they do and stuff. I don't know. It's just, it's pretty good. So I went down a little rabbit hole just now, um, looking up Ocean's 8. And then I saw Elliot Gould. And then I clicked on him. Did you know that he was, um, he was married to Barbara Streisand? No, I did not. For like almost it was like now. eight or nine years. And then he married a woman named Jennifer Bogart, 73 to 75. They got divorced. And then he remarried Jennifer Bogart in 78. And they stayed together until 89. So she was twice removed oh. because they got divorced <laughs> again. <laughs> oh, Ashley. That was good. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. <laughs> it was nice. Anyway. <laughs> Jennifer twice removed. Um, twice removed. Um, yeah. So, you know, Joey gets all his advice and he comes downstairs. He's softened up and he's like, oh, you know, I was talking to the little girl and this house is great. Oh, and yeah. they were like, Joey, there was a little girl lived here, but she died like 30 years ago. Um. <laughs> And that's when they tell him he gets his own room, his Joey that's room. so sweet. So sweet. Until he wants an aquarium and, and a, a sex, sex swing. Yeah. I'll keep the tank keep clean. The tank clean. <laughs> and then at the end when he's like, Mackenzie, I need some advice. She's like, I'll put you on with my bear. Hey, Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> he puts you on with my bear. Um, uh, meanwhile, we have... What do you want to talk about next? I Okay, let's talk about Mike and Phoebe. Okay. Because of the ending. So Phoebe asks Monica, like, where did you go to change your name? And Monica is like the um ministry department of names. The ministry yeah. of names. <laughs> it's very clear that she did not change her name. And which is fine, but I don't know why she lied about it. That's not nice. Um, no. Especially after you changed, her BS about, it felt nice to acknowledge this. <laughs> you um, you officially changed your name? I did. I made my middle name. I made my last name my, I made my maiden name my middle name. And now I took Matt's last name. Um, honestly, I 
I, I don't regret doing it, but I think the only reason I did it so quickly is because we were able to change it when I was in North Dakota visiting Matt's family and because no one lives there, like I walked in and did it all like really quick. Oh, that's helpful. Versus if I would have done it in Nashville, I would have been there like all day, you know. Where do you – you don't go to the DMV to do it, do you? It's Where do you the go? Ministry of Names. It's the Ministry oh, of Names. Okay. You just it's go the there and I've, I've totally done it. Um, no, it, you have to start with the social security office because that's where your name, that's like the record. That's like your actual identification and then everything else spawns from there. So you take your marriage certificate to the social security, they change it for you. And then from there you can like pass that new information on to the DMV passport, whatever. So one assumes that. Phoebe goes to Social Security office. Yeah, that's what I would. She assume. runs into Doug Judy, the Pontiac. Doug bandit. Judy, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and learns that she can change her name to anything, His which I guess is, is so true. Funny in this. It is. Oh, and like okay, when she's like, oh, I'm changing it because I'm running from the law. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why I do this, but every time I go through <laughs> customs. I want to make a joke. I always want to make a joke. And I don't because I'm like, it's not the time, Renee. It's not the time. You're like, don't worry. No drugs up my bum. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't don't know why I'm like this. But I always want to make a joke in those like situations. I was like, this one right here, I would want to make a joke. And I, we don't need it. We just don't need it. We don't time for it. We don't need it. I feel like that's your Um, dad coming through. That's the your dad in you. Yeah, that's the my dad and me. Um, that's actually very true. And Matt does it sometimes too, but he's more like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure what to categorize that as, but um, yeah. So, but I'm like, I, I was like, I am Phoebe in this scenario like I'm running from the law um you're fun and he's like fill up because I'm fun um oh because he's fun yeah yeah she says that to him and he's like get out of my line yeah get out of my line and he's she's like she's he's like Bleh. Phoebe is like is it buffet hand again handing a buffet and he's like just whatever you want and she's like well not anything he's like no seriously anything and she's like this anything. could take a while so she makes it anything and she goes for some fun. She, it's a unique name. Nobody else has one like it. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it, it turns into Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Banana Hammock. But her friends are going to call her Valerie. Valerie. <laughs> Which I do um, love the name Valerie. Valerie's a really pretty name. That was actually... We were talking last episode about French class and Spanish class. Did you have to have a Spanish name for Spanish class? I did. It was Reina, which means queen. Oh, nice. Um, We had to have a French name for French class. Again, we never used it, so I don't know why they made us do this, but I chose Valerie. Oh, Valerie. Valerie. Oui, oui. Oui. Just been la jufie, Valerie. In New Zealand... There is a list of names you're not allowed to use and all of the royal honorifics. So, like, you can't name your kid. So she wouldn't actually be allowed to change it to princess. Um, Mm. You can't use princess, baron, king, 
Duchess, Duke, any of that. Gosh, I know people with most of these names. Yeah, same. Yep. Yep. You cannot. Interesting. Can't use that. Because Uh you're still under His Royal Majesty, King Charles. The King. That's correct. Whatever number he is. Interesting. Mm. Oh, wow. I, I know there's some places that have lists of names. I know Iceland has a list. Yeah, Argentina does too. Yeah. Um, which, you know, part of me is like, it's your kid. Why is the government telling you what you can and mm. can't name your kid? And then the other part of me sees these names and is like, this is why. This is why people have to be told not to name their kid. Like, whatever Elon Musk named his kid, it's like the quadratic that equation. That shouldn't have been allowed. I think that is borderline child abuse. Like, why yeah. are you going to make this kid have an equation for his name? Did they or her name? Um, I don't even know what kind of kid it is. I don't either. Did they end up changing that because everybody y was equals like, "Why MX what? plus B? Make sure you pick up your room." <laughs> slope the slope equation. <laughs> Excuse me. Slope <laughs> intercept. <laughs> Take out the why trash. equals MX plus B. <laughs> no more TV tonight. <laughs> it was e like, equals mc squared i don't want to have to tell you again it was it was like a e x and then like a latin letter that was no longer yeah used, it's like one like of those ones super like the a and the e two. are together but wasn't it pronounced like x valerie like it was pronounced x. valerie <laughs> pronounced valerie <laughs> oh gosh um, i remember thinking yeah. that when gwyneth paltrow and chris whatever his name is um named their child apple i remember thinking yeah. that was a little bit like come on but we got weirder yeah it, at least that's a word we all recognize yeah um it is it is a kind of an unfortunate name for a human apple, hey, apple. it's because it's yeah. a fruit yeah and a computer. i'm just i was just and like johnny Appleseed is kind of the and he was like a bit of a i'm just thinking like there's a lot of like cutesy words that's like you know can be like more endearing but i just i don't feel like apple is endearing yeah Yeah, i don't know i'm all for like going a little bit unique if you want to but i draw the line at equations letters that (laughs) don't exist in the language equations (laughs) yeah oh or like i mean well well there's a lot of names that i don't like like I'm judgy about but not I don't think they're inappropriate like I think Elon Musk's kid name is like inappropriate you know like it should not be his name but then there's a lot of names that I just think are dumb like yeah totally which we all have I'm like I'm sure there's plenty of people that don't here um I'm sure there's plenty of people who don't like Ashley I'm sure there's plenty of people who I don't think anyone doesn't like everybody likes Renee That's true. The only reason people don't like Ashley is because they either knew a mean Ashley or because it's it's just it was so common when we were kids. Yeah. So like no one's named Ashley now. Now would be a unique name. And um, bring it back. There's actually not that many Ashleys in New Zealand. So moving here was really how I started to shine. Make a name Mm. for myself. You know what I mean? Whereas like I have never had to be like Renee... Like, I don't need a qualifier See, to decide. Right. Like, yeah. Like, I never had yeah. to be, which, which Renee little, are you talking little about? Little Renee or Big Renee. <laughs> right. I never had to. Be, I was Big Renee all on my own. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Um, <laughs> Big Renee sounds like the mean kid on the playground. Like, uh-oh, Big Renee's coming. Yeah. Big Renee works as the bouncer at the the glitter the factory. downtown club. The glitter factory. <laughs> <laughs> the spearmint rhino and spearmint rhino. <laughs> um okay so if you if you were gonna change your name to anything this might be too hard i don't even know if i can answer this but i think what it's would too hard i was gonna say to? i'd have to think for a while okay well let's say you could change it for a while and you're not stuck with it like you could do it for like a month like try it on if you want to what's a name that you like that you think you would enjoy having for like a month I think Billy is a very cute name for a girl. Very um, cute. Our friend's daughter is named Billy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, cute. I I feel like James and Billy are both cute girls' names. I do think that there would be a lot of, oh, James, I was expecting a guy to show up, which yeah. I don't know if I would, uh, you know, I don't know what that Maybe would be for like Billy to be too. on the Probably also for Billy, yeah. So I yeah. don't know what the, that would be like to be on the receiving end of that, um, and if it would be really annoying or frustrating, or if you people are like, oh, n- no, never mind, we were looking for a guy, you know. So I'm not sure yeah. how that would feel, but I like either of those names, James or Billy, uh, to try for a little bit. What do you think? What's yours? Ooh, I know I asked it, but I was not prepared for my own question. <laughs> um. I don't know. I do like the name Valerie. Maybe I'll try Valerie. Okay. Go Valerie. It's pretty. Would you mind people calling you Val? I don't love Val. Um, but it would happen. I'd probably call myself Val. Yeah, it would happen. But Val, Valerie, I think it's cute. Uh, yeah, it's just cute. try I'll it. I'll have it for a month. I'll just try it for a month. It's fine. Um, yeah, I can't think. If I think of anything else, I'll let you know intermittently. Just shout it out randomly. Just okay, perfect. randomly be like, nah, names. Shouting out women's um, names. I think I'm going to go with um, the formula for gravity. That's what I would like to have. Perfect. Now, do you have name. to say what it is? I don't know it. What's the triangle one? A squared plus Triangle. B squared equals oh, C squared. Oh. Um, per, pa- Pythagorean theorem. Yeah, do that Pythagorean, one. get in here and do the dishes. <laughs> Isn't that triangles? Pythagorean theorem? Uh, no, the triangle one I was thinking of was A squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's how you find the side of a triangle. But the Pythagorean theorem is also something, and I don't remember. Maybe that's triangles too. I don't I'm like know. Furrowing my brow, just hearing all these words. I'm like, how? Do I, I don't know. I don't know. What Why do you think you remember learn? less? Um, yeah, what? Geometry or French <laughs> from <Ooh>. high school? <laughs> I thought you were going to say government. Um, but what do I remember less? Geometry or French? Oh my gosh, they're both pretty buried uh not <laughs> not rough. much of either stuck if we're being honest um i think if i had to take a test oh gosh i think i would do better in spanish than i would on geometry i would I think be like i do better in spanish than i would in french or geometry <laughs> french? is the problem sorry yes. you're taking french or geometry 
I remember some of the words in geometry, like sine, cosine, tangents, that type of stuff. Yeah, but what do any of them mean? That's the Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't remember how to use them or what they mean. But then like French was so confused. Renee, I'd fail both. I can't. No, I please don't do that to make me decide if I get to continue living or not. Now your name is Princess Consuela. (laughs) Now my name is Crabbag. Oh, yeah. So Phoebe tells Mike, I changed my name. And she's like, he's like, oh, that's so great. No, before banana hammock. Before then, when she like comes into the coffee shop and they're like, hey, Phoebes, not anymore. And they're like, oh, sorry, Mrs. Hannigan. Wrong again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And earlier when they're like, she's like, call me Mrs. Hannigan. Can't you see I'm the middle of something? I yeah. like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. Yeah. So she then tells Mike, and Mike is like, "You changed your name to Princess Consuela," and he is not happy, and he's he decides to fight fire with fire. And say he's going to change his name too to Crap Bag. Mike First crap, name crap Bag, last name Bag. <laughs> I you love. Can't remember ca- it. Just Princess think Consuela. of a bag of crap. And I love crap. <laughs> <laughs> and she runs into her like massage client. He's oh, like, "Aren't yes. you going to introduce me? Tell her yeah, my name. Like, Tell her my name." He's so good about it. And this is the episode where she's like, I have tasted my own medicine and it is bitter. <laughs> no, that's Marsha and Chester. I was going to say, I don't think, I don't think so. That's Marsha and Chester. Um, but yeah, that's basically what happens. She's like, you know, I'm going to change my name to... Phoebe Buffet Hannigan. Hannigan Banana Hammock. Banana Hammock. <laughs> Until he um, tells her what that means. It's a Speedo. <laughs> oh, crap bag. Um, so we've now got Phoebe Buffet Hannigan Banana Hammock. She's a married woman with the name to prove it. And lastly, we're going to take the pin out of our little overachievers. Ross oh, and Rachel. Yes. We'll unpin. And we're going to unpin that. And Rachel goes to her interview with Mr. Campbell. And Mr. Campbell has a regular table. The regular it table might, is under Gucky. It is under like Gucky. Gucky, but it's pronounced Gucci. So, but Mr. Campbell's regular table is right behind. Mr. Zellner's current table. Mm. And she's like, that's my boss. We can't sit here. And he's like, but this is Mr. Campbell's table. Okay. I would have waited at the maitre d' stand, waited for Mr. Campbell to arrive, and been like, hi, you know I work at Ralph Lauren because you headhunted me. Can we please move this meeting elsewhere? My boss is here. and He doesn't know I'm interviewing. I feel like that is such a reasonable request or even to move it to a different part of the restaurant. But to have them right behind her is like, 
this is not going to work, you know, Mm. like in no world. Don't you think she should ask Mr. Campbell to move? Because then what happens instead is she sees Mr. Zellner and says she's on a date and then is acting unhinged. (laughs) Insane. La, 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 la. Whatever happened to singing (laughs) for no reason. And I'm like, okay, so you're ruining Yes. Ruining this interview. Yes. So Um, to answer your question, I would also, that's what I was thinking is like, I was going to ask you what you, what you would do, but I would do the exact same thing. I'd wait at the host area for Mr. Campbell to show up. I would introduce myself and I would just say, you're not going to believe the coincidence and try to like make a joke or like be lighthearted about it. Like I'm running from the law. Like of all the restaurants. That's a different joke. Different joke. Um, But yes, I would totally say like, I can't believe this, but my current boss is actually sat right next to your table. Um, Obviously, you can understand the uncomfortable position. You know, would you be happy? Do you do you would you be happy if we and then I think it would actually be like more endearing. Um, Like you say, he had hunted her. So she's not like ooh, I really want this job. And now I'm like asking you to jump through all these hoops to interview me in a way that I want. It's just like, it's a very reasonable request. And just to say, could we sit somewhere else? So at least then they, he can't hear what she's saying. Um, yes, exactly. Or like, can we can we go to a cafe? And then they can just go laugh about it and be yep. a little bit more like casual. And I think it's endearing if she would have done that. So yeah, that's what I would have done. Yeah. So, okay, I'm glad we're agreed on that because this is just not, this is not going to work out well for anybody. Like, she's definitely not getting the job at Gucci. We know that. But it's so sad, too, because like she has to torpedo it. Yeah. (sighs) It's just so unnecessary. And then, so yeah. And so then, like, she's like, it didn't go well. I didn't get the job at Gucci and I got fired from Ralph Lauren. Isn't yeah. that a, doesn't that seem illegal? I was going to ask you that because I don't know um employment law. I don't law. know the rules about I don't either. Life. But I think because he was like you're not a team player and then I had to sit there for 45 minutes while he in fact proved that that was indeed true. Yeah. I think this maybe was like the straw that broke the camel's back. Um truthfully uh, how is it the straw that broke the camel's back if she's already not been a team player and then they're like well you're looking for work elsewhere you're out of here oh i kind of assumed that the not being a team player was just a way of saying like okay i guess if they have other examples of her not being a team player i don't i didn't think that that was true if you talked about it for 45 minutes minutes, i would assume he has more than you interviewed elsewhere yeah. Um, look, the New York could be an at-will state. This is the, the bulk of my knowledge of employment yeah. law. Um, Tennessee's at-will. Yes. And so is Illinois. And so your employer doesn't have to give you any reason. They can just dismiss you. Now, you do still right. have your contract. It'll say, like, you get two weeks notice or a month's notice or, yeah. you know, you get... But most places don't have that. They do. Yeah. It would be really, it would be really common to say if we dismiss you, you get like your two weeks notice or we'll pay you out for your, you can't just be like, you're leaving today. Goodbye. Good day, sir. Unless there was like gross misconduct or some like right. serious offense. Um, well, but usually when I but was, like, when, 
I was only let go once from one place from my one corporate job. <laughs> was it a temp job? And no. I was oh. an employee. But there was nothing in my contract about they didn't owe me anything. I did get a small severance, but I was not guaranteed that. They actually fought for that with the board. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, was it a smaller much- company or like a startup company? Yeah, yeah, it was a startup. That, that could be why, because usually most corporates Maybe. would you'd have like, if I'm going to quit, I have to give you two weeks or four weeks notice. And there's usually something because that's really unprotective of employees if the company can just dismiss them on Friday and stop paying them immediately. Um, I think that's, I think it is very common in the US. I think it's not common in New Zealand. In New Zealand, you can't fire somebody for no reason. It is very hard. So I would say that even at will states would have something in your contract to say you get like, you like the two weeks notice or equivalent pay. Usually. I don't know. We I don't know. We can look into that. But I, I there's a difference between like when I either way you, like, yeah. And I'm I like, some states Rachel's... are not at will. And you do have to have like a case against somebody for letting them go. Yeah. Or restructure. But I don't think that Rachel is really worried about how much severance she's getting. I think she's just oh, worried it's just that, that she's now out of work and that like, she's it's now good out work. of work. Yes, and that she went from getting a huge promotion, basically, um, to being let go and having no jobs, went from having like one impossibility to zero. So that sucks. She would have called Mr. Campbell and tried to like explain the situation, but maybe they were just like, we don't care. You're too weird. Maybe. I feel, I feel like she blew it. And I think if she would have taken him aside, there would have been a chance. Um, but I feel like because she just acted crazy, um, it's like kind of blown. But she could try. She has nothing to lose. But I'm sure her ego is just really bruised from the whole thing. Oh, but, yeah. Um, I feel like I was thinking about this. I feel like with all the things throughout Rachel's employment at Ralph Lauren with like accusing Zellner of – Trying to trying kiss to her. Trying to buy her. Oh, yeah. Trying that's right. to buy her baby. Yes. <laughs> like, how has she made it this long with this guy as her boss? I was actually thinking, like, I was thinking about that. Like, she almost didn't get her job at Ralph Lauren because of how bad mm-hmm. that interview went with Zellner. Yeah. And then Not there's litigious. this one with Mr. Campbell. She's just got, like, a real string of bad interviews, poor thing. Yeah, so she's definitely doesn't have her job. And at this moment, Ross comes busting in that he got tenure and got a bottle of Israel's finest champagne. And um, it's vanilla flavored. (laughs) We say that all the time. Matt's like, let's bust open a bottle of Israel's finest. Even though we don't (laughs) drink champagne. But um, he is going on and on and on. Everybody's trying to curb the conversation He's like, to well-balanced lives. And Ross is like, that center around work and that your career doesn't mean everything, but it means a lot. But it means a lot. (laughs) That's his Joan Um, Rivers. Can we walk? (laughs) What do you think about tenure? Um, I'm not into it. I don't know all the details, but I don't, I don't think that just 
being, I'm like, my words aren't coming out right. I think that, I think we had some tenured teachers and they just were like, eh, I don't really have to do anything. I'm tenure. Mm. So I, I don't know. I don't think I'm into it because I feel like you should always have to like be doing a good job at your job, Mm. especially in education, Mm, you know, what do you think? Yeah, I, I don't really understand the point of it. Um, right. I wonder if it was like back in the day when it was, or like maybe even present, I don't know, I don't work in academia, but I wonder if it's like you want to almost kind of like guarantee some of the best and brightest minds and researchers and stuff. So like, say you work at, you're like, you're Harvard University and you've got somebody who's like world renowned, you've got like Adam Grant or something. And it's like, okay, well, we're giving you tenure because we want you to stay here. And so it's almost like a job perk for them maybe. But to be honest, I like, I, I guess I could understand the logic of that. But as, and I just thought of that just now as we were talking, but like, aside from that, I don't really get it. Like, why not at least have a performance review of some sort? Because exactly as you said, like, I just feel like it incentivizes the wrong behavior. And even the best intentioned people who aren't lazy or, you know, they're not trying to just be like, aha, now I don't have to do anything. Or like, I just feel like the fact that you are never being held accountable again just isn't a good way to do things. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I I just Googled it and it says, this is from the New York State United Teachers. So I don't know if this applies to everybody, but it says, once a teacher is granted tenure, a right that must be earned after three or more years of service, oversight and evaluation, a teacher cannot be fired without a fair hearing. Okay. They should get that from day one, but I move on. Tenure (laughs) does not mean a job. Three years is not a long time. Tenure does not mean a job for life. It simply means the teacher has a right to a fair hearing on charges that could end a career. Okay, they should get that no matter what. Well, so right? people should also get severance and not be marched out the door on the same day and their pay immediately <laughs> shut off unless it was some Dance sort of, me right like, down that garbage chute. <laughs> <shoot. laughs> yeah, I agree. I would think that companies and institutions and stuff shouldn't be able to just like send people packing with absolutely nothing again unless it was like gross misconduct like you were stealing from us or you were like abusing children like yeah stop paying them and please dismiss them immediately but yeah um yeah yeah so it's it is uh, weird though like you don't get tenure in other like no other line of work has tenure it's just academics and so yeah I don't know yeah um it's weird yeah I don't know I I do feel like it makes teachers a little more untouchable um even if it's saying they don't get a job for life but like you don't hear about somebody with tenure unless they like really f up you know that's the thing yeah like it does make them a little untouchable and the power dynamic yeah. just doesn't seem great there also I don't think yeah I don't think I like it in academia like wouldn't you want people that are like fresh with some of the most like 
cutting edge thoughts and research and like innovation and not just like, oh, you've been here for the last 50 years. And so you're basically teaching us like outdated theory. Well, and I don't think we should be letting people go just because they're old either, but it doesn't mean that they should get to work there forever just because they got tenure after three years. Yeah, I just think it should be the same as everyone else. Just have some performance reviews. What are you doing well? What do you need to do to improve? Yeah, I think that that it's like a healthy motivation. Yes, that's it. Um, I, the, the I can never get fired. It's a fired. checks and balance. It, yeah, it just doesn't incentivize the best behavior is all. No, no, it doesn't. Um, I was talking about this is like different but kind of the same. My friends own a business and they have a 17-year-old and the 17-year-old got a job at like a, like a Marshalls or TJ Maxx or something. And... She's working there and it's fine, but all they do is make them push these credit cards, which I didn't realize. It makes sense because every time you go to the counter, they're like, don't you want to sign up for the credit card? You're like, no, I'm good. So basically their entire performance is based off how many credit cards they sign up, which is just kind of exhausting. Anyway, she she like hates that she has to do it. She's like, some of the people don't even speak English or they're like counting out change to pay for the stuff. I don't want to ask them to get a credit card. Like anyway... So her mom was like, you know, you could work at the family business, but I don't know. She was talking to me about this. She was like, I feel like our kid needs to work outside of the family. Yeah. And I was like, I think that that's true. Not because of this kid. This kid is wonderful. She's like motivated and smart and hardworking and all the things. But I was like, it is so easy with your family or people close to you to be like, Hey, I'm actually really tired. Hey, I actually have a lot of homework. Hey, I have, you know, whatever. But when you have a job and a boss, there's that little bit of extra accountability where you're like, I'm not going to call my boss and tell them I have a lot of homework. I'm going to start my homework early to make Mm -hmm. sure I'm done before I go to work. Totally. And I was like, I was like, that's the only reason I would say I think it's probably better for her to have like an outside job to get some of that like life experience where it's not your parents or your her, her uncle also works in the family business. So I'm like, she can ask her uncle like, hey, I'm actually, you know, whatever thing. It's so much easier yeah. to do that. But she wouldn't do that if she was scheduled for a shift at a regular job. Yes. That's a really good so, point. So, yes. And so I feel like that's kind of what this is. Not that people are inherently lazy or bad intentioned. But I feel like it just is like, oh, I could just use the same lesson plan from last year. Like, yep. 100%. we are all in our nature we're not going to be like I'm going to overhaul everything in life just because it sounds like fun like sometimes you're like it's already done why mess with it but sometimes you need to mess with it a little bit to make sure it's at its best so I just feel like that's kind of the same thing where it just encourages that like well I could just reuse this or I could just get away with this like little bit of extra because I'm locked in with tenure so anyway I also that's such a good point Renee and I almost wonder if it kind of gives you a false like but I don't need to tweak it. My stuff is so good. I've been tenured. Yeah. Like my like yeah. my stuff doesn't need to change. Like there could almost be like that little seed that goes in your mm-hmm. mind. Yep. Yep. But uh, yeah, Ross got tenure. Rachel got fired. And mm. then Ross is like hugging her. Like I said last time, very boyfriendy, girlfriendy. Yeah. Um. So anyway, Ross goes with her to pack up her office. Once again, very boyfriendy. And 
they've got her office chair that they're stealing and they run into Mark. And Mark is handsome, I have to say. Yeah. He looks better now than he did in the early seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that was mostly like the fashions then. It was. Yeah, it was. It was the style. But he kind of has that just like all-American, like cute dad look. And um, he's like, you know, how's it going? Oh, obviously, you know, big box stuff doesn't exactly say promotion. And she tells him and he's like, well, we might have something at Louis Vuitton. And she's like, I'm going to take some time off and do some charity work. <laughs> Screw charity. Screw what do you charity got? work. <laughs> and uh, he, she's like, you remember Ross. And Ross, without even knowing who he is, just goes, I got tenure. He's so awkward. He's so um, insecure, threatened. It's so transparent. Of another man. Yes. It, before he even remembers that he hates him. And then when Rachel is like, that was Mark from Bloomingdale's. You were jealous. And he was like, what? I hate that guy. You can't have dinner with him. So they go home and I, it's so funny because they go, she goes out to dinner with him and Ross comes over to Chandler and Monica's and is like, is Rachel here? She's still at dinner. She's with that guy, Mark, from Bloomingdale's. I know he just wants to sleep with her, be nice to her. Yeah. And I love when Chandler's like, it's seven years ago. My time machine works. Yeah, <laughs> Because seriously. he is so intense. And I'm so glad that Monica calls out, who cares? She's single. He's cute. Whatever. Fully within her rights. Yes. If she wants to date Mark. Fully within her rights. Who cares? Literally, who cares? Why does Ross care? And he only calms down once Rachel comes home and realizes that Mark is married and has and twins has and twins. is not. Should we send Should them we... something? Oh, my he gosh. Is, so annoying. He is unhinged in these last few episodes. You're right. He is so up and down, hot and cold. It's I'd oh like off gosh. the roller coaster, please. And he's like, oh, what could that smarmy lunch possibly want? Like, ugh, I just don't understand. But then Rachel discloses he offered me a job. And she's like, it's better pay. The money's great. Louis Vuitton, it's like way big, better than I had at Ralph Lauren. And they're like, and yeah, and that's, I forgot about it. And they're like, you got to do it, Rach. And then she says, the job is in Paris. Eek. Eek. Oh my gosh. That, the first time I watched it, I did not see that coming. No, neither. It's interesting I, I don't, that they're like, oh, we have something open in Paris. Do you want to go over there? I, I, I guess now, I mean, yeah, I don't know what I'm is headquartered. Yes, true. And I, it just, I, I think when I was working in corporate roles in America, um, I guess my company was like, well, their headquarters was in Dublin, but like their massive office was in Chicago. So I wouldn't have really needed to go elsewhere. And like we had people all over the world. I was also new in my career versus, you know, like Rachel's more specialized now. But um, now working in New Zealand, actually, like just recently, there was an opportunity for somebody to go to Singapore. Like it it is a little bit more people need to go places to like set things Mm -hmm. up or, you know, get them familiar with what we're doing or what have you. Um, 
which is pretty cool opportunities. Yeah, I, we probably shouldn't go into this now. No, let's not. It's, yeah, but I want to talk about the idea of moving to another country for your job. Let's, let's talk about that next episode. Let's talk about it next time. Yeah. Cause if we, yeah, it's already, yeah. Well, it's just, we just it's had, none of that's time. hit yet. It's just brand new, brand, brand new brand information. So, this is brand new information. So yeah. So the smarmy Lynch offered her a job oh, and Ross is like his face. He just did not see that coming. He wants to renege his offer for a bottle of Israel's finest. So <laughs> we will pick up on this next week. Yeah. Um, next week is the one where Estelle dies. And this, you guys, I know we keep saying this, but this is absolutely insane to me. We have like three or four episodes left. <laughs> I, because it really depends no. on... If the last episode is one episode or two episodes, and I honestly, I would love to say that we know, but we don't know if it we will don't be or know. not. <laughs> we um, don't know. I guess like I should have seen this coming because we are kind of marching towards like Chandler and Monica have just bought a house out of state. Rachel's now getting a job offer overseas. Sorry, not out of state, but like out of the city. Um, yeah. Rachel's getting a job offer in a different country. Phoebe's like gotten married that doesn't necessarily mean that things are changing for them but like it's all kind of like the the diverging storylines are like kind of quick from this point you know I what know. I mean it was it's like really fast so we have the one where yeah. Estelle dies we have the one with Rachel's going away party and then we have the last one parts one and two that's it wow wow that's crazy I'm not ready I'm not, I'm not ready either <gasps> oh no no. Somebody asked me the other day just, if we'll never finish. We, we just this. start over. We're just not gonna finish. <laughs> just leave the last two undone, and that's so we're not really done. Someone <laughs> asked me the other day if I ever listened to these episodes other than when we edit, and I was like, you know, when we first recorded them, I listened to the first couple. Um, I think just I was more amazed that we actually did it. Yeah. But I'm like, do we just go back and start over at the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I would like a do-over of a few. I would like a do-over of a few, too. The first couple seasons, I feel like the audio is bad, and we didn't really have as much of a groove. I don't know. So just a bunch of probably won't hopes and dreams and aspirations, and no COVID. (laughs) The year was 2018, and we were just recording BC on the internet before COVID. BC, (laughs) BC before COVID. Uh, okay, well, next, enough waxing poetic about the past. Um, we'll wrap up and we'll see you next week for the one where Estelle dies. Thanks for being here, guys. We'll see you next time. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.